Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 132, The Sabbath Day, Part 7, is entitled Keeping the Sabbath Day Holy, 3. The final proposition is like the previous one presented in Podcast 129, Keeping the Sabbath Day Holy, 2. Proposition 13. The Lord hallowed the Sabbath day. The words blessed and hallowed clearly overlap, but there are distinctions. Synonyms for blessed are consecrated, divine, exalted, glorified, holy, revered, reverenced, sacred, sacrosanct, sanctified. Synonyms for hallowed are absolved, adored, anointed, Blessed, celestial, consecrated, dedicated, deified, enshrined, enthroned, godlike, heavenly, immortalized, justified, made holy, magnified, memorialized, purified, respected, sainted, set apart, solemnized, venerated. Those are the same synonyms that Christ uses when describing his children. Keeping the Sabbath day holy is a symbol of that blessed and hallowed state. There are two words in logic that are essential in determining a cause, necessary and sufficient. To be necessary means that the effect cannot occur without it. To be sufficient means that all necessary conditions are accounted for without any superfluous assertions. Keeping the Sabbath day holy is necessary to reach a sanctified state, but it is not sufficient, as Christ said. Matthew 4, 4 But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Because of its importance, much is said in Holy Writ concerning the Sabbath day. When the children of Israel enter the Promised Land, They are commanded to keep the Sabbath, which is the law of liberty. And the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Sinai, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye come into the land which I give you, then shall the land keep a Sabbath unto the Lord. Six years thou shalt sow thy field, and six years thou shalt prune thy vineyard, and gather in the fruit thereof. But in the seventh year shall be a Sabbath of rest unto the land, a Sabbath for the Lord. Thou shalt neither sow thy field nor prune thy vineyard. That which groweth of its own accord of thy harvest thou shalt not reap, neither gather the grapes of the vine undressed, for it is a year of rest unto the land. And the Sabbath of the land shall be meat for you, for thee, and for thy servant, and for thy maid, and for thy hired servant, and for the stranger that sojourneth with thee, and for thy cattle, and for the beasts that are in the land, shall all the increase thereof be meat. 
And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto three seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. Then shalt thou cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, in the day of atonement, shall ye make the trumpet sound throughout all your land. And ye shall hallow the fiftieth year, and proclaim liberty throughout all the land, unto all the inhabitants thereof, it shall be a jubilee unto you. And ye shall return every man unto his possession, and ye shall return every man unto his family. By observing the Sabbath day, the Israelites are promised safety in the land. Leviticus 25.18 Wherefore ye shall do my statutes, and keep my judgments, and do them, and ye shall dwell in the land in safety. How simple it all is. By analogy, if America turned to honoring the Sabbath day as we should, then we shall dwell in the land in safety. Scriptures do not wear out. The seer Isaiah tried to get the children of Israel to honor the Sabbath day by reminding them that if they do, they will be able to stay in the land of promise. Using antithetical parallelism, Isaiah lists what they should do and what they should not do. Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen through 14 If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own ways, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. It is my opinion that if America, which is a promised land to those of us who call it home, returned to keeping the Sabbath day, liberty would be restored, and all the promises of the Lord to the Hebrews considered in the land of Jerusalem would be also ours concerning America. No enemy from within or without could destroy that liberty. We too would ride upon the high places of the earth. Is it not reasonable to believe that those to whom the Lord gave this land which is also a land of promise, have access to the same promises? In these In Defense of Christianity volumes, I call upon Christians everywhere to unite and defend the Constitution and Bill of Rights, to stand for liberty, to honor the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson, and above all, obey the commandments of God. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown 
that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is the right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. While some members of our Supreme Court think that our Constitution is outdated and should be changed, we must defend it. Our only recourse is in the orderly process of electing our officials. If we unite, we have the numbers through the voting process to insist that freedom of religion, freedom of conscience, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom to preach the gospel, freedom to define morals, and freedom to display our symbols, practice our rights, and assemble as Christians even on government property, that it is protected by the Constitution. There is no better place to start than with our families. What if it is as simple as keeping the Sabbath day holy? As with the Israelites, we lose that promise of safety by violating the Sabbath day. Isaiah also informs us that the Lord gives added health and strength to those who wait upon the Lord. Isaiah forty twenty-eight through 31 Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that hath no might he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Jeremiah recognized the connection of the Sabbath day to liberty. Anytime a commandment begins with an if statement and ends with a then or therefore statement, you have a commandment with a promise to the obedient, often accompanied with a curse to the disobedient. The Lord revealed to Jeremiah. Jeremiah seventeen twenty four through 25 And it shall come to pass, if ye diligently hearken unto me, saith the Lord, to bring in no burden through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but hallow the Sabbath day, to do no work therein. Then shall there enter into the gates of this city kings and princes sitting upon the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their princes, the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall remain forever. We must elect only those officials who believe in America, who want America to remain free forever. We do not want a new world order. We do not want socialism, communism, or totalitarianism of any form. On the other hand, the Lord pronounces a curse on the land if they do not observe the Sabbath day. Jeremiah seventeen twenty seven. But if ye will not hearken unto me to hallow the Sabbath day, and not to bear a burden even entering in at the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then will I kindle a fire in the gates thereof, and it shall devour the palaces of Jerusalem, and it shall not be quenched. Supplant the gates of Jerusalem with the shores of America, and you have the same promise. 
Note that the above two scriptures are written in antithetical parallelism. What a world we would live in if the world thought of service to man as a form of Sabbath day worship. The Lord, for example, rests from his labors of the creation of the earth, but turns his attention immediately to the creation of man. And from Genesis chapter 2 on, all his attention is toward man, man's relationship to man, and man's relationship to God. There's a parallel in our own lives. During the week, we perform our labors, we work at our jobs, we earn money, we perform all the things necessary for survival. But on the Sabbath day, the Lord wants us to serve others without expectation of reward. James tells us, James 1.27 Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Serving our fellow man is a form of keeping the Sabbath day holy. The Sabbath day is mentioned 126 times in the Old Testament and 70 times in the New Testament. Of course, by the time of the New Testament, the Jews had so ritualized the Sabbath day that although the letter was observed, the spirit of the Sabbath was not. And the Savior, at the peril of his life, had to remind the Jews that he was Lord of the Sabbath and that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.